You All guys right. have a lot of rage, and I want more of it. Welcome, everybody, to Peer Bourbon and Balderdash. You're supposed to mute me. Yeah, I you forgot to mute you. You know I have no you. self-control. Actually, what happened is I muted myself <laughs> and not you. Uh, that great? Okay. Beer, bourbon, and balderdash. That's the podcast you see right now. And we are a hot mess of trying to figure crap out. But, you know, we get there eventually. That's just like life. Well, this week is a bit of a hot mess, too. Yeah. Electric uh, boogaloo, huh? Well, like, we're not coordinated. No. We're not wearing the same outfits. No. That's true. That's true. Which is okay. Yeah, but we're here. We are here. And we need drinks. Yeah, let's do it. I think. I think. <laughs> what are you need, drinking today? I think we need to drink. Oh yeah. Okay. So we'll let the. Well, first off. Yes. How are you? Oh yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> I need a drink. Okay, me too. Oh, oh hey, that's great. <laughs> I'm fine. I also too could use a drink. Okay. And just so everyone and the voice knows, in my head could use a drink too. John and I are trying to figure this out because um, we 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 planned we planned pretty good uh, to have the same beer and bourbon on each coast because oftentimes mm-hmm. they're not available like what's here is not available there and and so on and so uh you know one of the things that we want to try to do is um be consi- consistent i wanted to say another word but i forgot what that word was now copacetic Co- no coherent no uh, cohesive i wanted to be cohesive in which that you and i were mm-hmm. on the same uh, same bandwidth basically and drinking the same stuff because uh, that's you know good for us to be able to compare what we're drinking is the same thing mm-hmm. that is not going to work out tonight because nope. we ran out we and, came up one short yeah and not only did we run out uh john had some people some naughty people in his house who drink all this podcast beer i'm not very happy about this I know. I'm missing a couple. Yeah. So I don't know what kind of bad friends you got that drink all year or or it was you. Clearly they're drinkers. And uh and it's you know, maybe it's Helen, but I'm not gonna blame Helen because Helen no, you don't, is sweet. You don't blame Helen for anything. And she's the best. So yeah. we don't blame Helen for anything. So uh I having said that I suspect I gave bad directions to a guest. <laughs> and they're like, it's Oh, look got fault. all these singles. <laughs> I'm just gonna drink all these singles. Yeah, it's likely my fault. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with that. Okay. And uh, so tonight we're going to drink two different beers and we're going to drink two different bourbons. Mm-hmm. And this will be kind of something new and something fun, but that's okay because we're all about new and fun, man. Yeah. You can tell by the tone of our voices how fun we are. Yeah, we're fun guys. Toast. Totes. So, Totes. Johnny... <laughs> what is the I'm beer a- that you have tonight? Oh, that would well, you do the beer? Yeah, we'll do the yeah. beer first, and then okay, you do your so, beer trivia. You got the, man, we have a program do you have here. The beer trivia? Oh, yeah, we do. I know. Okay, 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 okay. So uh, a while ago, Helen and I were on the longest of islands, mm-hmm. and we came upon a Long beer and cheese island. store, and they had grab bags of random beers, and so we did. We picked one, uh, and this is a beer that uh, has been in my fridge for a little bit. And I don't know anything about it. It says, God, I need it's dark up here. What the hell is wrong with my place? I need to get the flashlight out. Maybe you should move home. <laughs> I think I might need a, um, 
move home. Mm. It's dark there too. <laughs> I'm just old. You have that nice. You have that nice room that could be our podcast headquarters, and I could go over to your house all the time. Downstairs. Yeah. Helen would not have it. Oh, that's our bar. Yeah, I know. That's a great place to do a podcast. Is at a bar. All right, that's true. <laughs> Ignore. Uh, all right, this <laughs> this beer is called Mister Apricot. Mister Apricot. It is Apricot. a barrel aged sour ale with apricots added, or apricots if you were. Uh, this is brewed by brewed and bottled by Highway Manor Brewing Company, Camp Hill, Pennsylvania. I did not go there. I did not source this beer for any particular reason. Mm. I just have it and it needs to be drank. And it's the only one in my fridge with a reasonable alcohol content that is less than 16 ounces. All right. So this is what I'm doing. Uh, well, crack it open and tell us what it tastes like. Shit. That's how we have to do this. Uh, you remember how I wasn't prepared with other stuff? Yeah. Things are not working. I yeah. forgot a bottle opener. Oh, wait, go wait, get one. But uh, I went to college, uh-huh. so everything's a bottle opener. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, maybe not. That's true. Uh, oh, did it. I, I used an Allen wrench. Nice. All right. Are you looking this place up by chance? I did look it up. What's it say? Uh, it says, well, Highway Manor Brewing Company is the name. It's Camp Hill, Pennsylvania, as you already said. Uh, when it comes to, uh, where is there highway manor? Sorry. I had a, are you texting? No, you know, I'm, (laughs) I got this small little desk and I got, I I finally figured out how to do some cloud computing. Well, I I figure out how to get started with it. I'm not very good at it. And I started with, you know, I was talking last episode, start nine. Well, that, that was just a big bust. And, uh, it, like I couldn't, I couldn't get past the booting of the OS. Mm. So I decided to wipe it, put on Ubuntu, which is a Linux OS. Um, it's a Debian OS and I put on Umbral, which is their version of a server operating system. And from there I can use the app next cloud. And, but it has to do with all these, uh, SSL certificates. So I got to make sure it's secure before I go. And anyways, and push it out and you have to use Tor browsers and stuff like that, which is fine. Um, but now I got like all this computer stuff all over the place and I'm taking notes and I'm talking on forums. And so I'm a little discombobulated with all my setup here. Usually it's clean, which is how I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Highway Manor Brewing Company in Pennsylvania. They got cool artwork all their, uh, for all their stuff. Like they got, it's a sour, smoked sour ale, dumb oh. dick the name of that one <laughs> mr big apple um which is a cider table beers called manor light mr cherry so anyways they got some great great uh artwork whoever's doing the artwork over there yeah they really do cheers to them uh i don't see though i don't see your mr apricot mr apricot i just might be see a seasonal yeah and the mighty booch is another one which uh-huh. is a kombucha so it's only a it's a stubby it's an 11 ounce bottle okay and it is 5.2 percent what's it look like uh it looks like this nice oh yeah oh uh oh there you go did you pour it out i did 
I'm ready to like. drink it. Go for it, man. Tell uh, us but all I'll about take it. a picture of this bottle and send it to you. Okay. All right. Ooh, it is very sour. It's got a very sour nose, like no head on it at all. That's probably from the barrel aging. It creates like a. It makes it harder for the bubbles to stick. Nice. Uh, but that's okay. Get a little bit of the apricot, 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 pecan, pecan. Yeah. Should we drink at the same time? Should I just describe what uh, I'm doing? Yeah, or? do it. Okay, so, so we tonight, can yeah, we can it is cheers. weird to drink alone. See, see, we got to figure this out a little better. Uh, uh, when uh, they figure out the teleportation thing, <laughs> we could. I'll be good. Beam me up, beer. Um, you could move to Providence. No, I can't. There's lots of shit that needs fixing here. Yeah, but you know, I like my job. I have a job. Uh, this is I have a job too. Smutty nose, which is why you're there. Brewing company. Uh, I'm gonna drink in the robust portor. Robust. I believe porter. this is one that somebody drank. Yep. Uh, probably. And it is. Let's see here. Dun, dun, dun. It's a. It's a purple and orange can. Isn't that Wayfair colors, and it's got like a circus thing on it. It's a six point three. IB user thirty one, and says rich and flavorful yet surprisingly light going down. This award winning porter is a roasty treat. That reveals hmm. more complexities with every sultry sip. Oh, love that That's crack. Nice sound. Love crack. All right, and hmm. smells like Have a delicious really... light porter. Oh, sorry, I interrupted. No, it's okay. Go ahead. Oops. I was going to say, I was thinking about, I don't usually like fruit beers, but like uh, Pyramid Brewing used to make an apricot ale that was really good. Uh, but there's like a couple different ways you can do it. And usually, or typically, the cheapest most common way is to add extract mm-hmm. and it doesn't taste as good. Oh. So I'm curious how they did this one. I mean, yeah. if you do it right, I guess maybe it's fine. Well, that's oh. a good point though. Yeah. All right. Well, cheers. Cheers. Mm. Ooh. Oh man. Well, this is like chocolate heaven. Mm-hmm. This that's is so good. good. Big beer. This has all the flavors of like a big barrel aged brown ale or I don't know, somewhere on amber. Like it, it has the flavors of something that's like a 9% beer, but it's only 5%. And you can tell it's not super heavy. It's not thick. It yeah. just is very flavorful. Nice amount of sour. Mm, I like it. I like sours. I'm a little jealous. Mm-hmm. I do like sours, but not that jealous because I do enjoy a porter. So this is very robust. It's not that bitter. Uh, it's smooth, chocolate, coffee, all the things that you'd want in a porter. And like mm. it says, it is a robust porter. And it really is. It's big. Um, 6.3 is not bad. Usually these guys yep. are in the sevens. So uh, it's very, very drinkable. I think they did a great job at Smutty Nose. Sm- nice work, Smutty Nose. Smutty Nose. This Think- is New Hampshire, by the way. New Hampshire. I can bring I like Smutty Nose. They're a good brewery. Yeah, you should bring some back. Uh, Ooh, the, excuse me. The malts, might not happen this trip. I do have maybe two dozen beers to bring back. I was going to ask. Do we need to do a beer junction date? Maybe. I got a whole bunch. Okay. Well, I don't know how and many I'll weeks back, you're going to be gone from. I'll the be time back that in February. Leave. Okay. Well, that's not bad. Yeah. So we'll be all right. Uh, malts are American Two Row Pale, Special B, C One Twenty Chocolate, Caraston, and Carafa Two. The hops are bittering, magnum flavoring, cascade, 
and the yeast is American ale. I found the Mr. Apricot on their website. <laughs> says Mr. Apricot is very complex and dry beer aged with fresh fruits. There you go. A bright, subtle, and refreshing melody pairing well with our house culture. A beer you can definitely enjoy during any season. Nice. Ooh, they make videos of their beers. Oh, they got videos too, huh? Did you, um, by chance, uh, go to Smutty Nose? Do I what? Did you go to Smutty Nose or was this a store uh, pick? I don't. I think that was a store pick. Okay. They have a bar and a beer garden and a restaurant. I, think I have been to Smutty Nose. Why music? But I don't think I got it there. In the Hampton, Hampton, New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's good. What's our uh, what's our what's our beer trivia for the night? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so you got to pick. You want me to play the jingle Buzzwords? again? Oh yeah, do it. Did you clip it out? <laughs> no. Beer. Did you listen to it? No. Oh, I wanted you to listen so you could hear what I'm playing. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'll, I'll listen to it next time. Uh, listen to the last episode. I I just I haven't yet. Oh, that's why our stats are down. Because I'm not listening on not listening. devices. That's right. You got to be listening all the time. <laughs> uh, we speak closing. That's right. That's right. Uh, what did I do for the... Uh, oh, I did the jazz one. Here we go. Because it's you. It's time for the beer quiz of the night. It's time for the beer quiz of the night. That's ridiculous. It's stupid. If you heard the music. I could. Oh, you heard that? Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, I love it. Okay. I don't know why you haven't been able to hear things before, but I love that. I think my brain wasn't ready for your jazz. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What are the categories, John? Jeez. Uh, uh, buzzwords. Buzzwords. Beerology. 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 <laughs> uh, beer 101 and pub crawl. Oh, ooh. I think pub crawl is going to be hard for me. What I I chose, I've done a beer 101. Did I do yep. what did I do last time? Uh, you did. You remember? Was it a buzzwords? You did buzzwords. And so what was the second option? The buzzwords. Oh, uh, so it's beerology. Or beerology. Pub crawl. Let's see beerology. I'm putting pub pub crawl off because I what? think. I Why do you think it's gonna be so hard? I just think it's gonna be hard. Like name the pub. That's what? you know. And I'm like, I don't know. Well, I haven't gonna, been there. I'm gonna secretly read this. Uh, no, it's not that hard. Oh, it's not. You would have okay. got that one. Okay. All right. Cheers. The it has cheers. Been decided. It's a true or false question. Oh, okay. And if you get it wrong, you're racist. <laughs> wow. Stakes are high. You want to know what it is? Yeah, read that one. We'll do that one. All right. We could do both. That's okay. fun. That's fine. True or false? Singtao Lager is the number one consumer product escorted by China. Say that again. <laughs> Singtao Lager is the number one consumer product exported by China. False. Ooh. Is it true? Yep. I have never heard of that before. The Singtao Brewery was founded in 1903, the same year its flagship lager was first brewed and bottled. Singtao was introduced in the U.S., to the, in the U.S. in 1972 with a crisp 
slightly malty and nutty flavor. It soon became America's best-selling Chinese beer. Chinese top consumer export is now available in 62 countries and regions around the world, including UK, Japan, Italy, Canada, Brazil, Mexico, and France. Some bottles may contain fentanyl. (laughs) Lies. I made that last part. You lie. That's so funny. (laughs) That's good. Yeah, it's not bad. I actually would have got that wrong. Do, Do the pub crawl one. I would have got that wrong because I thought Singtao was a Japanese beer. Singtao. So I'm the racist. But you didn't say it the right way. No. It's supposed to say like, Singtao. Well, it wouldn't have made any difference. Singtao. All right. Uh, what are we doing? Beerology? Beer yeah. Uh, no, pub crawl. That was the beerology oh. one. Oh, that was that was pub crawl. Oh, weird. Oh, wait, no. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was pub crawl. Okay, yeah, beerology. <laughs> yeah, <it was> pub crawl. <laughs> All right, here we go. Yes. Uh, malting. Yes. Is a the stage at which hops are added to the brew. B the final step in the brewing process. C a process that modifies barley. D the fermentation stage. C Alex for five hundred. Nice. I well, I didn't offer five hundred. What's so, that? I didn't offer five hundred. So. Oh, okay. Well, damn. You it. can't just you can't say how much you're gonna get yeah, after you answer it. That's I not guess how so. game works. Your microphone did a weird thing. Did you hear that? Um, it's probably the aliens. Okay. <laughs> hey, by the way, speaking of aliens, I heard that uh, the uh, James Webb Telescope got a good picture of your anus. Not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's uh, uh, time for our balderdash word wait, tonight. Oh, hold on. Hold okay, on. Yeah. There's a little bit. There's some knowledge. Yeah. Because this game is all about knowledge. Knowledge. All right. Give me uh, the process. It's the process that modifies barley. Since barley in its raw state is not suitable for brewing, it must be transformed into a brewing quality ingredient called malt. Uh, through the process mm-hmm. of malting. Mm-hmm. The three-step process includes steeping and aerating mm-hmm. the barley, uh, allowing it to germinate and drying and curing the malt. Malted barley is typically just one of the four ingredients in beer, along with hops, water, and yeast. Nice. There you go. Knowledge. And now you know. All right, we ready for uh, the balderdash word of the night? You think we get sued if we use the and knowing is half the battle? Uh, I don't know. Probably not. No one cares. No one's listening except all of our wonderful (laughs) listeners. Tim, don't tell anyone. Yeah. Here we go. All right. Can't wait to get Tim's feedback on that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, guys, I need more of that. I need more, yeah. more whatever that was. You all guys right. have a lot of rage, and I want more of it. Yes, I want all the rage. Tonight, the Balder Dash word of the podcast is smuff. Smuff. Nope, smuff with a TH. Smuff. smuff. Yep. 
Oh, that goes right along with smutty nose. Yeah. Ah, I didn't even plan it that way, but smuth. Uh, what is a smuth? Uh, smuth is is the grease you get on your hands when you change a tire. Mm, kind of. That's it's not called bad. smuth. I got smuthed. <laughs> <laughs> I got smuthed all over my balls. It's very smut. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Well, folks, you can wait till the end of the episode, and I'll tell you what the word means, and then you'll learn if you something. Didn't give up already? Yeah, and you'll learn 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 some new words this this uh, this evening. Uh, for our bourbon tonight, I chose a Heaven Hill product that Ooh. is uh, was really cheap. Uh, we might have been able to match up. I saw Heaven Hills in the liquor store today. Oh, really? You didn't have something already in there. At your house? In the liquor store? Yeah, you didn't have Oh, I have at lots house? at my house. Okay. But you went to the liquor store anyways? you, Wes, if you want to destroy oh, the surprise. I do. Destroy it. It's not a surprise. I didn't find anything. Destroy. Yeah, that's what we got to do. <laughs> so I got the wonderful 103 proof fighting cock. Yes. That's what I got. This is a Heaven Hills product. Cock. And uh, it's the mm. fighting cock. Here it is in UK. Cook. Yep. And Cook. Uh, 103 Kentucky straight bourbon. It's hard to read because it's gold lettering for some stupid ass reason. Uh, but <laughs> I mean, it's uh, the bad boy of bourbon is bottled at a robust of 103 proof, but it's uh, six years of aging, smoothing out the feathers really well through award-winning packaging and point of sale and a unique Irreverent marketing campaign, Fighting Cock appeals to both male Gen Xers and serious bourbon lovers alike. The Kickin' Chicken has been a favorite throughout the South for years. <laughs> it's a bad boy of bourbon right here, baby. It is. What are you I'm drinking tonight? Drinking. I am drink. I'll give you a guess. Uh, something Woodenville. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and which Woodenville did you buy? Uh, okay. The one that I have is the double barrel blended whiskey. Nice. That's a good uh, one. It doesn't even show up on their website as a product available. I was going to see if they had a description, but I think they, oh, those words are tiny. I am not reading this. You look it up on your compute. I'm looking it up on there. It's not showing up. Oh, man. Oh, that's what uh, you just said. That. <laughs> oh, I could use my, my zoomer. Oh, yeah. Get your zoomers out. It's my... Well, it's my phone. Oh, I thought you're talking about your glasses. Oh, well, no, I just take, I get my camera out and I zoom in on it. All right, ready? God, there's a lot of words. Uh, the double barrel blended whiskey starts with traditional grown corn rye and malted barley. The same mash bill as our award-winning bourbon. All of the staple grains are cultivated exclusively for us on the, <clears throat> uh, what does that say? Son of a gun. You blind. Farm. Well, these words are so small. Oh, and now the camera's looking at me. This is not working out how I planned. <laughs> uh, the Ornlin family farm in Quincy, Washington. Mm-hmm. The grains are mashed over the cascade. Wait, no. Are mashed, distilled, and barreled in our Woodenville distillery and trucked back over the Cascade Mountains to our primary barrel house, where central Washington's extreme temperatures cycle promotes extreme. the extraction of natural flavors from the oak. I told you there's a lot of words. Yeah. 
Prior to being coopered, the barrel wood is seasoned in open air, rain, wind, sun, and snow for two years. Nice. Long, longer than most, softening the wood's harsh tannins. The barrels are then slowly toasted and lightly charred to further enrich the... Okay, that's a lot. I'm just, I'm done. If you want to know more, <laughs> go read about it. I mean, it's cool, but okay, the last bit. This meticulous process yields aromas of berry, vanilla, stone fruit, as well as notes of brown sugar, wood spice, and caramel that linger softly on the palate. Are you? What are you doing? Softly. All right, there. That's it. Okay, cool. So we're gonna, yeah. Sorry, that went on a long time. Well, mine smells like a bottom shelf bourbon. I think I picked this up for like fifteen dollars. I kid you not. That's sweet. What a deal! And it does, and it's one hundred and three proof. This is eighty six. I like this. This is like this. Is that was home? easy to choose because it sits on my desk. Yeah. Just looks right at next you. to where I work. It's just always here for those days that I just need a drink. Well, nice. I, I love you, Woodenville Whiskey Company. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> banged it on metal. <laughs> I banged it on the Woodenville bottle. Mm, 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 mm. Oh. oh, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh Wes, we are not drinking on par. This is uh who um ha why who <laughs> this is something Maybe else you need dude. some ice. <laughs> is it that bad? Oh, I don't know what they meant by straightening out the feathers. It's, <laughs> that's punchy. <clears throat> that that'll get you. That is wild, man. <laughs> oh Holy cow. I would I would give you some of mine right now if I could. I would ask for some of yours right now if if I could. <laughs> we are having we're certainly having different experiences. Yeah, we right are. Now. Holy cow. It's too funny. Man, that is. Whew. <clears throat> I don't think I like that. That is uh that's not it's definitely not one that you would give someone for their first bourbon. Mm-mm. I'll say that right now. So, not that if is, you want them to like it. Yeah. So that is that is something else right there. Man, oh man. Mm. I think mine is delightful. So one of the things about Fighting Cock is it's a brand that's according to the Heaven Hills. You know, it's it's set up to court younger drinkers, Gen Xers, uh, and younger. Uh, so it lives in the twenty dollar range. This this one again, I think was like fifteen bucks at Total Wine and More. Uh, where it's accessible and you don't feel like you've wasted a ton of money on a gamble for trying. Um, it's also in that beautiful spot with wild turkey, this guy says, where you can get a good versatile bourbon for cheap. Eh. Um, the high proof lends itself to cocktails. That might be true. Ice is mm. suggested. That's probably true, too. It's good and neat. Eh. Uh, 51.5 ABV, age six years. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a big, it's a big boom. Is it robust? Yeah, it's a big boom. <laughs> so you're like, you get it, and he's like, whoa. So yeah, it. I mean, it's an okay bourbon. I'm not. I I prefer I prefer smooth ones. I prefer ones that just go down real smooth, and they're just they're just pleasant to 
the drink. Um, I just, this one is, uh, it doesn't taste bad. It's just, there's something about it, man. We're just like, I'm burping it up already. Cause it's just so Ew. big. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Excuse me. It's so, just a lot. Do you think if it was cut, you know, if they, if they, um, what's it called? When they add water, proof it, if they proofed it to like 90, be better. Yeah, probably. I mean, I get, it's a little fruity, kind of perfumey. Mm. On the nose now, as it kind of goes. Mm. Oh, that god. good, huh? Oh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> this thing is. <laughs> oh my! When you get home, this you'll is have really to try entertaining. It. When you go home, <coughs> you'll have to try it when you come home. Can we put that in our Irish coffees? Uh, yeah. Or should we do better? Actually, it might be good for Irish coffees, to be should honest. Should we do with the you. podcast with Irish coffees? That's yeah, we should actually, and or any one. kind of uh, hair of the dog, mm. man, Moses. Yeah, man, Moses. Highway Manor was. I'm, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do our notes here so I don't forget. And Smuttyville. All right, so tonight's topic: the or Smutty Nose, the um, Balderdash for the night. Balderdash is uh, we're going to talk about family and the holidays. Yeah, we're coming up on Christmas. Yeah, and you know, typically, um, it, it's not all bad. I, I haven't had bad years. Uh, we've had some, you know, some odd things happen during the holidays, but we've never had too many. We've never had fights. We never had all-out fights. The cops have never been called. Um, there's been some frustration, you know, that my parents had with some people. And, uh, you know, and, like and with family members, or yeah, just... with family members <laughs> and, uh, so, not just name names. No, uh, I doubt they listen anyways. Um, but anyways, so, you know, but I didn't know that as a kid until, you know, later. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, so I thought we would talk about maybe some things that will help the holidays, um, help us get through the holidays, maybe some, some things people need to think about as they as they enter in, and and maybe that'll help. What do you think? Yeah, yeah I think that's great. I <clears throat> think I'm really fortunate in that my family tends to get along pretty well. Yeah, uh, mostly because we're all peacemakers and lived. I think we grew up in a chaotic household, so we tend to lean towards ignoring things that create chaos. Okay. Or move away from it. Plus, I just love my family a lot. <clears throat> we do have our black sheep, like a lot of families do. It sometimes creates a little drama, but uh, that human often doesn't show up yep. like everybody else does. Yeah. So there's no issue. And when we say drama, it's like it's it's not like cops getting called or you know like a racist grandma. At least as far as I know, my grandma's dead, so I don't think she's racist anymore. Yeah, yeah. Can you be racist? Is she in racist the before? How was she racist? So. I don't think she was. Oh, you don't think she was racist? I well, I don't know. Oh, you never met I her. I never asked her. Oh. No, I met them both, but I never said, "Hey, grandma, are you racist?" Oh, but she never said anything racist. No. Oh, okay. I don't think so. My grandfather would say racist things. She, she did make us a lot of white rice. <clears throat> My gosh, my grandpa she would, would say put th- raisins in it. Oh, what does that mean? Integration. Gross. She was she was pro integration. Yeah. And pine nuts. And pine, yuck. <laughs> I like the pine nuts. The raisins were gross. Uh, my grandpa would say racist things. He would uh, not at Thanksgiving or Christmas, but just off and on, um, you know, and he would, uh, 
He mostly didn't like um, uh, black people, um, mm. especially those that, in his view, caused a lot of problems. And he would have no problem vocalizing it to us, but we were little. We had no idea what in the world he was saying. And then uh, he had Were a, they perceived problems or actual problems? Uh, they were... Well, I mean, he would watch like Donahue and stuff like that, right? And so Donahue had some, <laughs> I know, Donahue had some like person on or whatever, and and they were not white, um, but they, you know, caused problems or they were, you know, it was like early Jerry Springer sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he would, he would have, he would voice his opinion about it. He's Midwest. Would he have guy. the same opinion about white people that said the same stupid shit? Yeah. But, you know, what stood out to me was, you know, he would talk about black people in a certain way. And, you know, we were always, I was always kind of confused as why he talked like that. And then, um, his black friend would show up and they would hang out all day. So I was always very What's confused. It? He, he almost did. He almost talked like, uh, Chris Rock did about the two different types of black people in that standup. Like he, that's yeah. how he described those, those situations of, of different people i'm trying to be very mm. pc here because no, i don't I, want to say the words and i don't agree with no, them in fine. any way it's, is it like is it like when you see an idiot white person he just say that guy yeah uh ver, or that person versus those people yeah or or that dude's an idiot or you know whatever whatever he would yeah. say but then he'd be like oh, and then whatever the race of the person you know, so yeah, it was that kind of that's racism. Ugh. That's bad. Whites. Yeah. Yeah. Whites. Those poor white people. Yeah. Yeah, those poor white people. <laughs> uh you know, so you know, that's about I think that's about as racist as we got. I have an aunt mm-hmm. who um because of uh, tons of drug and alcohol abuse is crazy. And one time, you know, she was losing her teeth and one Thanksgiving uh, she lost one of her teeth, but it wasn't a real tooth. It was the wooden teeth that she had made to put in her mouth uh, that she painted white to make it look like teeth, and she lost it, and we thought it was in the food. She said it, like, right near the end of a Thanksgiving dinner. Mm. Yeah, so, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. And, <laughs> and my brother would sit across from her at the table and just egg her on, like, would just ask things, and my dad would just, oh, he was so upset. And he'd ask her things, and she'd say the most ridiculous things, or she'd get really offended by a question that you would ask her because she's just off a rocker. And my dad would, like, give him looks because he knew what he was doing. She was trying to, like, aggro on to see what she would do. And, uh, yeah, so that was about it. Um, you know, but some people don't have that. You know, some people don't have, you know, stable homes or stable people around them. So, um, you know, a few things that we could talk about. You know, set realistic expectations. I think this is a really good, you know, thing to if you if you don't know what you're walking into or if you think it's gonna be tense, set some expectations. Most of the time at these family things, people aren't looking to fight. They don't want to do family therapy. They just wanna eat, drink a little, have some fun, maybe let bygones be bygones for the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, we can fight later. But right now everyone's here. Let's not make a big thing. You know, so set some realistic expectations. Don't expect if there's a person that's unpleasant, don't expect them to be pleasant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, don't expect, well, maybe they'll be different this time. That's how you get into trouble. Yeah. You know, I think the expectations part is important, even if there's not a history of drama. Yeah. You know, like I think a lot of times people 
build up in their heads what certain things should be or like sometimes people watch too much of the hallmark channel and mm-hmm. i said that weird hallmark, hallmark channel wow and you hallmark. Know, <laughs> and uh they just like they get disappointed and then it becomes like a bad thing and their version of what happened was super negative and like somebody else who was there with them could be like i don't know what the fuck you're talking about yeah. like you're disappointed because it didn't wasn't the fairy tale tale that you wanted, but yeah, that doesn't mean it was bad. No. And maybe it wasn't the greatest moment ever, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah, it's just fucking Christmas. Yep, it's 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 maybe four hours. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be longer. Yeah, yeah. Like well, in the ref, they got kidnapped, and that took a long. Fictional. Oh <laughs> it's Christmas. God damn it. Know what you can control and what's beyond your control would be a good one too. So just knowing like, you know, you don't have to put yourself into situations where you can't have control. You know, like I'm always, uh, I always think like the only person I can control is myself. That's my expectation. So when I go anywhere, I'm always thinking the only person I can control is Wes. And, and even then I'm, it's, it's not a great job. You know, but I can't control this person. I can't control that person. I can't control, you know, and I don't want to control and manipulate people. I just want to be able to control myself. So that's usually what, and so if that's all I can control, then that's what I kind of focus on. How I respond, how I react, where I want to be. If I feel like I'm not in a comfortable place, I'll probably leave. You know, if I, if someone's making me mad, I'll walk out of the situation. I can, I have those controls if I want. Some people don't realize that they have control over themselves or they're out of control or they want to control you and you have to decide, you know, on family things, you know, how you want to do that. So if someone's getting on your nerves or they're pissing you off, you have the ability to control what's taking place maybe. And and that could just be removing yourself from that space. Yeah. We also take, this is just life advice. Uh, you can't control how other people act towards you or things other people do. You can't even necessarily control your emotional response to those things. Yeah. But you can control how you respond. Yep. Yep. And sometimes you're right. Sometimes that's walking away. Sometimes it's just keeping your mouth shut. Yep. Sometimes it's telling Granny to stop being so racist. Yeah. Yeah. And and also if you know if someone in your family is really, really bad, I mean, you don't tradition is not a reason to put yourself into situations where you're gonna be hurt. Or where you're going to be, you know, I mean, you, you just have to be, that's a, that's a very mature thing to be like, you know, we don't usually get along. I don't think it's going to be great. I'm just going to remove myself as hard as mm-hmm. that might be. Um, well, a lot of the t- drama that happens around this time of year too, especially with like couples, like a lot of people are like younger couples yeah, and there's disagreements on whose house they go to uh, yeah. and there's preferential treatment. It's like, well, we went to yours for Thanksgiving. Oh, but Christmas is the, my family's favorite. You know, it's like talking about these things way ahead of time, having a plan so that these don't become arguments between you and your most important people. Yeah. Is arguably more important than anything that happens on that day when you go visit yeah. well, each and, other or yeah. your family. And a lot of people, they just, you know, decide to make a schedule. Mm-hmm. So, like, for the next five years, we'll just switch off houses. And, yeah. and, and we, you set and the expectation with yeah. everybody else. Like, yeah. I'm just not going to be there. You know, or like in our family, we're pretty fortunate. It's been somewhat easy. Well, it's been challenging with tape, but it, Helen and I and my family has been fairly easy uh, because my family typically celebrates Christmas the week after Christmas because my brother-in-law is a police officer and often has to work on Christmas Day. Yep, yep. So we just started doing it a week after. Turns out we love it. 
because if we do a gift exchange, everything is on sale. Yeah, that's right. So, that's right. so it's great. Yeah. Well, and one of the things that we used to do on Dana's side of the family, because we'd have my family and we'd have her family, and it was typically her dad's family, and then her mom's family, they would meet later on the in the week or the next weekend, and they did white elephants, mm-hmm. which was always much more fun because there was no expectation of, oh, I got to find a present for this person, and it has to be just perfect. It was just kind of like some sometimes they were really weird. Sometimes yeah, they're very practical. Yeah. Or it was something at your house that you were like, I think mm-hmm. someone would appreciate this. And you just wrap that up. I mean, it was fun. And we most of the most of the time it was just spent eating and talking to people that you haven't talked to in a while. We have here in the East Coast, on the in New England, uh-huh. they call the white they call the white elephant gift. They yeah. call it a Yankee swap. Yankee swap, yeah. Or dirty Christmas never, is another I've word. I've never for heard it. that before. I like dirty Christmas. That's fun. So you'll think this is funny. We had one at work and I always thought they were like kind of gaggy, silly gifts. People take it too seriously. Yeah. I heard a friend that was telling us that they were going to have a holiday party and they were trying to do a Yankee swap and they wanted it to be themed. Yeah. And like her friend was like, fuck that. I'm not doing that. I'm just, they, it was like, love your neighbors is the theme. And she's like, no, what does that mean? Anyway, I have no idea. It's totally <laughs> stupid. Um, but take taking me back in our building, we are doing a food drive, and so on each floor we have a box that people can donate food in. And one day we walked down the hallway, Helen and I, and in the front of the box is a box of cereal that says Flutie Flakes. <laughs> Flutie Flakes. Yeah. Do you remember Doug Flutie? No. Went to Boston College, played for the Bills. He has a winery in Central Washington that they serve their wine at the Seahawks Stadium. Oh yeah, look at that, nineteen ninety eight uh, Flutie Flakes. Yeah, Flutie Flakes. The expiration on this wow. box was nineteen ninety nine. Oh my god, did Somebody you take donated it? Donated it. Did you take it? It was mint condition. I would have yes, taken I it. Yes, I took it. You did? I totally took it. I did. I totally took it. And then I used that as my Yankee swap. Oh my gosh! I thought for sure. Someone in Boston would be like, yeah, Doug Flutie, Boston College. That's awesome. Oh, my God. All the children were like, the fuck are Flutie flakes? I don't eat them. No way. But then the guy was really excited because he he Googled searched them and he found a mint condition box for like 50 bucks. Yeah, right here. eBay, $27.95. So it was like the rules were you could re-gift, but it couldn't be worth more than $15. Yeah. I had no idea how much it's worth. And so I just <clears> went <throat> to the grocery store and bought $15 of groceries and donated it in its place. Nice. So it's like an even swap. Yeah. No, it was. And that someone actually will get a sign, a sign box of Flutie Flakes from Doug Flutie is 30 bucks. 30. <laughs> <laughs> but think about it. It's a, it's a box of expired cereal. I mean, you get 30 bucks for it. That's not bad. That shit's 25 years old. <laughs> 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 Who's been hanging on to this box of Flutie Flakes? And then they decided they that, the oh, poor, to the goodness of my heart, I'm yeah. going to donate this to poor people. The poor need it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dick oh, move is what that is. Those poor poorsies. It's a good thing no one in my building listens to this. Yeah. I think it's... They, uh, they would know I stole food from the food truck. 
<coughs> that's funny. Uh, focusing on the positive and not the negative is also a good uh, thing that you can apply to these family gatherings. So just go in there with a positive attitude. Like things are going to be great. We're going to have fun. I'm going to see people that I actually like, despite maybe there's someone or two people there that maybe you don't like or you feel awkward. You know, it's, you know, find the people that you can be positive with and just find reasons to be positive, you know, and share that and be, come into it. If you come into a situation, I realize always negative, your probably outcome is not going to be negative. You're just going to be negative. Mm-hmm. If you, if you, if you're thinking that there could be a positive outcome, it most likely will be because you're feeding that you're putting that energy out too. Mm-hmm. you know? So if, if you walk into a situation and you're already upset and everything else, people will feel that people will get that, you know? So, mm-hmm. you know, just coming in positive and, and, and also, I think kind of knowing yourself as well too is a part of, you know, being positive. Like I don't, you know, most of the time I'm, as we talked about in our personality ones, like, I don't care. I don't care. You know, I'm just going to come in. I'm going to be me. You know, people can take it or leave it. I'm going to try to be the best version of me. I'm not going to try to be asshole Wes, but I'm going to try to be the best version. And so I just keep it like that. And it helps, it. helps keep me Do you positive. have a strategy for dealing with somebody? Like, have you ever had to deal with, like, you know, you're coming into somebody really challenging. Like, what do you do? If they're, if they're a real challenging person, like, you know, they're just going to be a really hard person to deal with, but they're going to be there. And there's nothing. Oh, you can do I just be positive. I'll hug them. Hey, how you doing? And just, you know, try to be, just try to be positive. Try not do to give them a reason for them. Like, yes. Ah, can't this person. Yeah. It will. I think it's shut. Nice. Yeah, it takes the wind out of their sails, really. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it really does. In the Bible, it says, you know, your kindness or being loving is like pouring hot coals on their head. Like they don't know what to do with it. It it burns them up. Yeah, the Bible is fucked up. <laughs> it didn't say pour hot I, coals I, on their head. I love you. I'm gonna burn your head with hot coals. No, it's just you're loving. You're you're killing them with kindness, basically. Yeah. Again, like. What's with all the murder? <laughs> it's not murder. <laughs> no, it's so not murder because you did it out of love. Funny. <laughs> it does. It says it's like you're putting hot coals on your on oh. their head. Not you are semantics. Hot coals on their head. It was Jeez. like I was stabbing him in the eye. Jeez. No. But so I, I, I try to do that. In which, if I'm just, if I'm really kind, if I'm really happy, if I'm really, if I, if I make the first move. You know, I think it kind of it it uh, it takes down their defenses. Yeah, it so diffuses a little yeah, bit. It diffuses a lot of those people thing, come yeah. ready to fight. Yeah, it's very uh, annoying. Yeah, if your enemy is hungry, give him food to eat. If he's thirsty, give him water to drink. And in doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head, and the Lord will reward you. So hey, the Lord rewards. That's an Old Testament thing. Yeah, it is an Old Testament thing. Yeah, because the Old Testament was violent. Yeah, Proverbs. Well, I you know I I think their examples were. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a little more practical than they are today. Yeah. They... If your enemy comes at you, give him a peach. It'll be like kicking him in the balls. Yeah. 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 Well, it's, it's, Thus uh, the Lord. it's love your enemies and pray for those that persecute you. I think that's fair. So that's all right. It's the same. It's the same idea. So if, if someone is upset with me or someone is, you know, nasty towards me, I just try to be super, super kind and not give them an excuse to be nasty to me. Yeah. You know? And I'm just, and I'm controlling myself. I'm just going to choose to love this person. I've spent years of my life learning how to ignore confrontation. Yeah. That's my strategy. 
people try to confront things and I choose to not. <laughs> well, holidays aren't great times to confront things. Nope. <laughs> well, part of it too, like it probably would be different if I didn't grow up Mormon, but like nobody mm. drinks at my mom's house oh, yeah. except for my brother and I, we put it in coffee mugs and then giggle and nobody knows. Everybody knows. Yeah, your mom. Knows. Even my mom knows, but I don't think she cares. <laughs> probably I think not. She, I think she she does the like, mm, but she was not going to say anything. Yeah. Uh, because we're not drunk idiots. Right. Like, I just want to I just want to be your mom. Mom, I'm 40 plus years old. Uh huh. I should be able to have a beer. And if she, <laughs> and honestly, if she said not my house. Yeah. Fine. Yeah, of course. You don't want me to ask your mom. She's never said that. And she actually celebrated the fact that my brother and I were interested in opening a brewery. Yeah. Uh, she told the neighbors. <clears throat> yeah. They don't drink it. They just make it. They make the barley. They don't make the beer. <laughs> just like we only grow the poppies. We don't make the opium. That's right. That's right. You know, suspicious. Yeah. Boundaries again are, are important. So, um, you know, maybe set yourself up with like, um, I'm not going to drink this much. I might have a couple drinks, but I'm not going to drink any more of that because I know that I get, you know, X, Y, Z. Um, think about topics that are off limits during the holidays. I'm not going to get into discussion about politics. I'm not going to get into discussion about religion. Those are usually hot ones that people will start fighting about, especially if they're a little liquored up. I love those conversations. I heard that you did. I heard you love, you directly go at confrontation with those kind of things. Yes, especially around religion <laughs> and sexual orientation. Oh, yeah. Those are those are the good ones. <laughs> those are the good ones. Um, you know, and I, I think part of handling stress around the holidays is just being able to be thankful. Um, try to think of others. I mean, that's kind of the point of it. I, as a Christian, I'm not a Christmas person. I think Christmas is completely pagan. Um, I I think the gift giving is unnecessary added stress that I don't think Jesus would appreciate um, us having, you know, the whole corporatism and all that stuff. Um, Even though I participate in it, um, I do understand what it is. And so I I try to live my life as I'm just going to get something that I think is thoughtful for this person, but I give gifts throughout the year. If I think of a person, um, I don't need a holiday and that's just all it is. It's just a holiday. I, I don't see really anyone celebrating Jesus. I think it's a good, you know, good excuse for some churches to be able to, the sermons are going to be really easy because we're going to talk about Christ's birth or Christ's return. You know, I mean, it's those kind of things where they're really, it's, it kind of, it, it, it's, it's out there for them. Um, and I think all the holiday hubbub was just, it's unnecessary. I think there's other things that we could be, celebrating because we're not really celebrating in my opinion jesus christ anymore so um or his birth we're we're celebrating opportunities to give gifts to buy things to buy stuff you know so it feels very pagan to me so i'm a bit bah humbug in that in that sense well and it comes it stems from a pagan holiday sure solstice yeah so it's like like the tree is not something like there weren't a lot of pine trees no in nazareth no that's a german tradition actually yeah. To bring the forest in your house, which is weird too, right? Have you heard the, um, what's the big pacey white guy who does the pop tart bit? Jim Gavigan. Hot yeah. Pockets. Jim Gavigan. Have you heard his holiday bit? Uh, uh-uh. it's pretty funny. All right. I'll have to look that up. <laughs> so he talks about Christmas and he's basically like, like Christmas is like the ramblings of a drunk person. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. You yeah. should listen to it. Yeah. 
So I, I think, you know, if we have to, you know, see people during this time of year uh, and all the holiday stuff, especially people that maybe we've avoided or, you know, I think focusing on the positive stuff, I think is really important. Setting your boundaries is really important. Um, <clears throat> trying to avoid holiday stress as much as possible. Realizing that, you know, if, if you didn't give the right gift and that person's upset, you, you just learned all you need to know about them. Um, you know, especially if you're doing, you know, just trying to find something, you know, I, one of my kids is, is not making a lot of money at the moment cause she's going to school. And so she's very stressed out right now cause she doesn't have money to buy people stuff. So she's trying to make people stuff. And I'm like, Sophia, it doesn't matter. It, no, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Just spend time with people, mm-hmm. give them a hug, tell them that you love them. That's more important than anything that you can give them. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that they remember that you took the time and people understand if you don't have money, there shouldn't be a, a socioeconomic, uh, disparaging moment <laughs> for people. Yes. That's not and the, there, not the real purpose. No of expectation. This. Like there should be no expectation of receiving things. Exactly. That's where the, that's where the problem is, is people expect to get things. Yes. And then, so people get stressed about giving things and how do I make it the right thing? And no, I don't have the money to buy the right thing. Yeah. yeah. And most of it doesn't matter. Nope. No, I think festivals are great. I think gathering together as families over a celebration is wonderful. Yeah. I think those are very positive things. I mean, I think the Israelites had, I don't know, something like 50 celebrations and different festivals that they had because <laughs> they liked getting together, you know, and, yeah. and celebrating harvest or celebrating something or other. And I think those are great things to do. I really love the the series of like holiday family games. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like home Olympics. Have you seen any of those? Mm-mm. They're just like silly. You can set it up really easy. It's like you win gifts instead of like give gifts yeah. based on competitions as teams and individuals. And it's just like getting together to have fun. And they're all just like made up. Yep. It's not like you bought the game. Yep. Some of them revolve. A lot of them revolve solo cups <laughs> and, right, solo and cups. Uh, masking tape. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like the minute it's to like, win it games. Yeah. Yeah. There's just like quick. Yeah. competitions it's great yeah it's and i fun. like that i like that idea because that's a family thing mm-hmm. i like family games anyways we play cards with my dad every sunday just because it's just fun mm-hmm. to talk and play cards and do something and yeah and and i think it's uh i think white elephant is fun because there's yeah. no expectation and you and it's it's fun to see if someone if you if you gave kind of like a, a weird gift like a, a box of mm-hmm. flutie flakes it's fun to see who gets <laughs> flutie flakes and what the reaction is going to be i mean that's part of the fun yeah. And it then, really is. You know, and it's fun to see what you get. Like, you're, do I get the mm-hmm. small one, which could be a really good one, or a big one, which could be a real bummer? You know, and so it's. Yeah, well, and then to like see people's reactions when you steal the silly gift. Yeah. You know, just the, the whole thing is fun. Yeah. Like, what I always love doing it after. So, for a handful of years, we would draw names out of a hat early in the year. Oh, yeah. And then that was a person we would buy a gift for perfect but it was limited to twenty dollars so you had to buy one gift for one person yeah and because we did it the week after christmas everything was super cheap, cheap. so everything's clear on clearance so the, it was really fun like hunting for the right thing yeah. it was like 70 percent off yeah. like i only spent twenty dollars i followed the rules yeah. and you could find this really amazing thing for the person yeah so it was really fun yeah i think we should change change the holiday you know i don't mind saying merry christmas and and stuff like that but i I think I think our attitude towards it needs to change. Um, if you, I don't expect non-Christians to change their attitudes, but if you're Christian, I mean, really sit down and think about what you're doing and why you're doing it. 
And uh, I'm not saying stop what you're doing, but just make sure that you understand why you're celebrating it and why you're stressed Mm -hmm. out. And if you're stressed out and upset about seeing family or getting gifts, stop it. Get some help. Yeah, just just don't do it. And you know, even if it's if you're even if you're not Christian, doesn't mean you can't refocus what you're actually doing. Yes. Like the focus should be on family and loving each other and caring for each other. It's part of the reason that Helen and I love doing the Misfits Christmas every Christmas day. Yep. Because we really just get to surround ourselves with great people with minimal expectation other than come and enjoy yourself in our house and spend time with us. Yep. That's it. There's no gifts. Yeah. It's just food and games. Yeah. Movies. Yep. That's fun. That's one of my favorite things to sit around eating, watching Christmas movies. Yeah. You're going to come over? Well, we have my dad coming over in the morning for Christmas breakfast, and then later on, it's at his house, so probably not. Well, you could you, you could bring him over and say hello. Uh, maybe card game. I'll ask him. We'll be cooking and stuff too. But I know he really loves Helen. Yes, I, I'll leave if I need to, so he can come over. <laughs> he likes you both. It's been a while <laughs> since he's seen you, so it's, it has been a while. Um, and then I think it's also important, or just to remember, uh, you know, family members who've passed. You know, I think one of the the best parts about Christmas, especially with my dad, is my dad likes to tell stories. So he always tells stories mm-hmm. about Christmas past. He always tells stories about family members and Christmas and Christmas memories and stuff like that. Now my mom, because she's not here, is part of those memories. And Thanksgiving was rough. It was hard not having her there. It, it, she was very felt like she was missing, you know, and now coming up to Christmas. And so, you know, it's it's okay to remember them and it's okay to, you know, honor them in some way too, if you have the opportunity. It's all right. I have like a pressure washer outside my window. I heard your furnace kick on. Yeah. I can't hear yours though, but I can hear mine. It's just a constant vibration. Well, our parking lot flooded last night. <clears throat> we had flooding down the road. There's lots of good oh, that's nice. images of it. So the whole parking lot is covered in mud. Wow. So they're it's pretty fun. So the, oh well, your property manager's out there getting it taken care of. Mm. <laughs> Maybe they could just be pumping up a tire. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true too. That's true too. And most of all, you know, uh, for holidays, just try to make happy memories uh, so that you can tell your and uh, <clears throat> your kids and bore your grandchildren about Christmas pasts because it's going to mm-hmm. be different by the time you're older. And you have grandchildren and whatnot to share all the stories of Christmas past and what happened. And, and hopefully those are good memories that you can have. So um, those, I think those are important things to, to think about. Yeah, no question. Okay, good. Are we? Cock. Should we uh, end it now? <laughs> what do you say? Are you done? Do you have anything else yeah. to add? I don't know. I think this is just another case of keeping the main thing the main thing. And the main thing is your family. I love that. That's good, John. That's all. I like that. I'm coming home tomorrow. Yeah, you are. Excited about that, too. Woo! Well, folks, this has been episode 85 of Beer, Bourbon, and Balderdash. 85. Yeah, 85. Maybe we'll just title it. Cock. I don't know. I haven't thought about it. Uh, oh, the word of the night, the Balderdash word of the night was smuff. And smuff is a miner's name for waste or poor small coal. So coal they won't use. That's really poor or small. They call it smuff. Gives you the black lung. 
Yeah, aren't you glad you like that? You glad you learned that word? Yes. Not, I'll yeah. never use that again. <laughs> Cock. I figure out clean pole. That's right. That's right. Cock. Cock. Well, folks, uh, John had uh, Mr. Apricot. Delightful. Uh, yeah, sour ale. Uh, barrel-aged sour ale. I had the Robust Porter from Smutty Nose and the Fighting Cock uh, from Heaven Hills. And John had the always good, much superior Woodville Whiskey. Mm-hmm. My favorites. Yeah. Well, one of mine, too. One of mine, too, for sure. Uh, folks, we're a Value for Value podcast, so that means that you can give us your time, treasure, or talent. Uh, if you'd like to help us with any jingles for our beer trivia or balderdash word of the day, I would really, really appreciate that. I already picked out the music if someone wants to do some cool vocals because mine suck. <laughs> and uh, also send your Satoshis, your donations. Send us, most of all, again, John and I want to build a community, so we want to know who's listening and how you're doing and who you are and get to and know what you. What you're drinking. What you're drinking and uh, what your family situation's like during the holidays. Uh, oh, Trina did ha- take a personality test. Oh, it's good. And she got back to me, and Trina said that uh, she ended up being the defender in ISFJ-A. Defenders are very dedicated and warm protectors, always ready to defend their loved ones. And she said it was spot on. That sounds accurate. Yeah. Yep. So you know, Trina. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, well, I'm Wes Olson for Beer, Bourbon, and Balls Dash. I'm Johnny Harrison for also the same place. Yeah. And uh, next episode, I'll have uh, Matt Iverson on. Uh, he's one of my childhood friends. And uh, so you can listen to that the following weeks. And I will unfortunately be missing it. Cause, I uh, know. I was just traveling. On Thursday? Oh, nope. Let's see somebody else. Got it cheating on you. Yes, you are. <laughs>